you already read and you're hearing, I want to read verses 8 through 11 in the Message Bible. It says, keep a cool head. That's 1 Peter 5, verses 8 through 11. Keep a cool head. Stay alert. The devil is poised to pounce and would like nothing better than to catch you napping. Keep your guard up. You're not the only ones plunged into these hard times. It's the same with Christians all over the world. So keep a firm grip on your faith. The suffering won't last forever. It won't be long before this generous God, who has great plans for us in Christ, eternal and glorious plans they are will have you put together and on your feet for good he gets the last word yes he does he gets the last word look at somebody tell him he gets the last word for the next few moments, I want to talk about this living in hard times. Living in hard times. You may be seated. Living in hard times. You don't have to be a genius. You don't have to be a philosopher, a doctor, a scientist to figure out that these are difficult days. These are hard times. You don't have to be a good Christian to be in the midst of hard times. Because if the adversary is out for the Christian, it doesn't mean he leaves alone those who he may consider on his side. Just living, it gets kind of tough. DJ Rogers, one of my favorites from childhood, he sings stress and strain, hard on the brain, worry about money can drive you insane. May not sound very nice, but if I were you, I'd take this fool's advice that living is all that matters. The reality is, if you live it, you're dealing with something. I don't care how fat your wallet may be. The zeros may roll off the page on your bank account. You're dealing with something. Everybody. And the pandemic didn't make it worse as much as it put everything in our faces. Because we had to, we were forced to look at ourselves. We were forced into our silos. And all we could see were the things that we needed and the things that we did not have. And then with the losses we had, 
we were all plunged a little deeper into hard times. And, and it's gotten so now that it's not just old folk thinking about it, but young people are under so much pressure. Teenagers under so much pressure. Oh, there were pressures when some of you were in school, you know, the relationship pleasures and pressure and she loves me, she loves me not, check the box pressure. Ah, it's a different pressure now. Popularity pressure created by social media. The pressure to expose more and to keep less private. The pressure to seek for popularity among your peers with likes from people that don't even like you. pressure and, and and it's crazy because you can really see it now because it's seeped into popular music and you can almost hear the 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 the, the pathos the passionate cry for help because of pressure because of these hard times LaBianca Fangi, I think her name is. LaBianca has a uh, is a new artist who is very interesting in her style and singing. And because of the pace of her music, you sometimes wouldn't think it would be played on popular songs. But it's it's one of the most her most popular song now is called People. And in the song People. She has these lyrics. I've been drinking more alcohol for the past five days. Did you check on me? Now did you look for me? I walked in the room, eyes are red, and I don't smoke banja. Did you check on me? Do you, did you check on me? Now. Did you notice me? The, the reality is that, that, that here is an individual who even in music is expressing such pain that they've tried to anesthetize it by drinking. But the hurt doesn't go away. The exposure to alcohol and any other substance anesthetizes the moment, but it does not change the pain. Reality not that we deal with now is that hard times have exposed us to the fact that we need new ways of handling old problems. Because what people are trying to do ain't working. And the truth is, some of us are so busy handling our own stuff, we don't see the stuff other folk are dealing with. 
Hence the question, did you check on me? Did you notice me? Because we may be living with someone right now who is at the edge of quiet desperation. Who has not expressed their pain. And yet are deep in it. But it's not only that. It's not only that. Some of us know that hard times comes in the form of sickness, in the form of loss of loved ones, in the form of change in our own lives and abilities. You were once young, strong, and running, and now you do well to keep up walking. And I thought that this morning, as I was reading the lectionary readings, you like this, Dr. Webster, in my Presbyterian booklet. I thought this morning that this passage, which falls in line with this Sunday's reading, spoke volumes to me. Because here the apostle is seeking to encourage people He's seeking to say to them that yes, life is not easy, but it will get better. He's seeking to tell them that you can survive this. Don't be arrogant, don't be cocky with any of the blessings you have. And don't be too arrogant or cocky to pray. Realize that it's God that you need. Realize that it's God that is your real help. You will not find peace in a bottle. You will not find peace in a pill. And you surely won't find it in the smoke. So where is it? Here's the expressions. I'm going to give you three quick things. Here are the things that he speaks to us. He says to us, number one, that we need to practice faithfulness in feebleness. Faithfulness in feebleness. Okay, watch this. He says what you need to realize is that all of us will experience some cares in life. Now you can name your own care. The word cares in the Amplified Version is expanded to the word anxieties. So he says, look, what you gotta know is, verse seven says, casting all your cares, all your anxieties, all your worries and all of your concerns once and for all on him. So what I've got to get out of this now is in the midst of hard times, when I am feeble, I yet remain faithful by realizing 
that God is able. That what I can't do, he can. What I can't fix, he can. What I can't change, he can. And anything he does not change, he will give me the power to get through it because he'll be with me in the midst of it. And it's powerful to know that the God you serve tells you, cast everything on me. He takes that from Psalm 55. He says, Psalm 55 verse 22 says, cast your burdens on the Lord and he shall sustain you. He shall never permit the righteous to be moved. In other words, from the Old Testament to the New, the message is clear that God will take care of you and keep you from falling. What I've got to do is some things I can't turn around on my own. I got to turn over to him. I got to put some stuff on God. That now, you know, some of us pray and uh, we pray for stuff we want. We're real good at praying for stuff, for material things. But we don't spend enough time praying about the things that concern our very soul. The things that are tearing at the core of our being. You can get by without another watch. You can get by without another piece of jewelry or uh, shoes. But you can't get by with a broken heart. And some of us are so broken hearted, we become damaged. Because we've allowed the past to become the projection of our future. So much so that we're carrying stuff that happened years ago so that we can't even enjoy what God's doing today. And until you let God put your past in the sea of forgetfulness and until you learn to put it there, you will never be able to enjoy the present now. You can't live in unforgiveness and think that the only reason you can be unforgiving is that you're holding on to the past. Because the only way you hold on to unforgiveness is that you registered what happened so deeply that it walks with you today. Until you release it, you will not be released. And when you give it up to God, all your cares, all your anxiety, all your fear, all your hurt, all your pain, then God can heal it and heal you. And hard times will turn into good times. Sometimes we get 
get feeble. And sometimes that feebleness is caused by what we're dealing with. And even then, in the midst of the deepest pain, that old girl used to sing that song when I was young. I was in college when I first heard it. Jesus will work it out. And in my church choir back during those days, someone would always holler out if you let him. That's it right there. That's the one. That the reality of it is that there may be some things that Jesus hasn't worked out because you haven't let him. Some stuff has to be turned over. That, that's, the, that's the kick line. I turned it over to the Lord and he worked it out. Oh, yeah. The, the church choir, church choir is here. It's the turning over. That's the trigger to the working out. That's, that's number one. No, number two, number two, I'm, I'm, I'm going to hold on here. Number two is that you have to have firm faith. Firm faith. Oh, boy. See, some of you know that you have been um, spied on. Yeah, you, you know that you have the Michael Jackson syndrome because you always feel like somebody's but I ought to tell you you're not cray cray because the devil has already been plotting and scheming against you. And, and so I can make you feel a little better. Here's what Peter says. And, 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 and by devil, we don't mean somebody with a red tail and a long corn. No, no. I'm talking about the enemy of your soul which shows up in many forms. That, that enemy has already picked, and what he says is, you need to, first of all, you gotta be sober. And, and for, for those of you who don't know that, that means you gotta stay well balanced. He says, but then you need to be alert. That, that is to be cautious at all times, because he prowls like a roaring lion, fiercely hungry, seeking someone to devour. And uh, we used to say sometimes people need to realize you've been picked out to be picked on. Have I got a witness anywhere? 
So, so, so before you get nervous, what you need to realize is you've got to learn how to hold your ground. When you're going through stuff, you've got to learn how to hold your ground. You've got, you've got to have firm faith when things are not going like you want them to go so that you don't give up on God. You've got to learn how to hold your ground. Look here, look here. Firm faith is the faith of resistance. It's the faith of resistance. So, when I'm under attack, verse 9, I've got to be able to resist the enemy. Verse 9, by being firm in your faith against his attacks rooted and established and mobile, knowing that the same experience of suffering are being experienced by your brothers and sisters. I've got to be firm in my faith. Now, how does this work, Reverend? Well, thank you for asking. Here it is. When you know you're going through, the easiest thing it is for you to do is to throw in the towel. It's to listen to Job's wife Job's wife's words to him were, curse God and die. And there is a thing that happens to us where we just want to, I'm through with it. I'm sick of it. I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired. I don't want to deal with it no more. I can't stand it. But firm faith says, I'll resist that thought. I'll resist this attack by turning my face to the wall and by talking to my God. See, right now, we got saints in this church that are going through stuff. Surgeries, treatment plans, dealing with stuff. It'd be easy to say, I'm tired of it. There's too much. Instead, you got to say, my faith looks up to thee. Thy lamb of Calvary. Savior divine. Now hear me while I pray. There's a times when you need to fall on your knees and pray. Your faith keep looking up. I'm not trying to act. Like my reality is not my reality. See, there's nothing worse than trying to say the diagnosis isn't the diagnosis. The test results are not the test results. No. I'm going to walk real. It is what it is. And I'm not going to flinch. It is what it is. But my God is able. It is what it is, but God is still good. It is what it is, but the prayers of the righteous availeth much. I'm going to pray, I'm going to believe, and I shall see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. I shall see. 
I shall see my family blessed. I shall see my home blessed. I shall see my body healed. I shall see my mind right. I shall see God working around me. I shall see my job working favorably. I shall see the goodness of the Lord. I shall see my children saved. I shall see. When you begin to put forth for God in that manner, you're working on firm faith. The last thing. The last thing is that I need to make you aware. Before I hit the last one, let me just say this. I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm just reminding myself of this in my notes, and I want to get it out because it's so important. Understand this: if you got a little trial, you need a little faith. So if all you got is a boo boo, you got a little scratch. Need a little faith. But if you got a big trial, you need big faith. The greater the trial, the greater the faith to meet it. Look over at somebody and say, neighbor, my faith is growing. Come on. Come on. Now, if you'll be honest, tell them I got some stuff to deal with. I got some stuff to deal with. I got some stuff to deal with. I need this great faith now. I need great faith now. I got some stuff to deal with. I need great faith now. Here, 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 here. I want you to get this last part. Because this is the last part of the text. And I, you know, I could be on this text for weeks, but I'm not. This is one, this is one stop sermon today. Because I want to get this out. Somebody needed a word of encouragement. And I feel like giving it. Here's the last thing I want to give you. This is this, this the goodie right here. This is the goodie. This just for somebody in the back. Watch this. Understand. No matter what. Because you are a believer. You have. And you're entitled to. The Father's favor. You're entitled to. You have already before you the Father's favor. And, and I ought to tell you this, that, that if it was fair, it wouldn't be favor. God has given you favor. And here's what he says is, that the apostle says, after you suffered a little while. In other words, today will not last forever. What you're experiencing will not keep going on. There is an end coming. It may feel like this is never going to change, but it will change. And when it does change, God of all grace, the God of all grace, 
the God of all favor, the God of all blessings, the God of all mercy is going to handle your situation and things are going to change. You don't have to know how, just know that God is in charge of making the change. Come on, give God a praise. Give him a praise. Give him a praise. Give him a praise. Give him a praise. Look at someone, just tell him God is going to finish everything he started. Oh, God is going to finish everything he started. He's going to change it. He's going to complete it. He's going to confirm it. Then he's going to strengthen you. And he's going to establish you. And when the Bible said that God is going to establish you, he's going to make you what you ought to be. It will be so. It will be so. Because you have the Father's favor. And even in hard times, God's favor is upon you. The doors of the church open. You may come today by letter, by Christian experience, or as a candidate for baptism. Doors of the church open. Online, if you're there, you can email me, text me. We'd love to have you come. I extend an invitation. If you'd like to be a part of this ministry, you can come forward. Hey, you coming home? Come on home. God bless you, Sandra Hastings. Come on, baby. Bless you, baby. Thank you, Jesus. Will there be another? God for these people, the saints of God who have come. Welcome to the family. You stay right there, man. Welcome to the family. I appreciate I love you both. So glad that you decided to come to Shiloh this morning. We're excited to have you. Come on, Shiloh. Let's celebrate our new family. Go and you go that way with you.
your offering ready, whatever God has laid on your heart. The tithes belongs to the Lord. Bring all the tithes into the storehouse. May meet in my house. Prove me now with, said Lord of hosts, I know the winds of heaven. For our blessings you have roomed up not to receive. Get your offerings together, whatever God has given to you. If you want to give online, you can give online at give, uh, Givelify or Cash App. If you're online, use the online sources or you can mail your gift in today. We'd love for you to acknowledge the love of God in your life by giving unto the kingdom of God. At Shiloh, what we ask you to do is on your way out the door, as you're leaving, put your offering in the offering plate there and give there as unto the Lord our God. We know that God will bless you mightily for your giving. Let's pray. God, we thank you for gift and giver. Thank you for servants of God that are obedient to your mercy and your love. Bless their giving and bless them so that they will gain generational wealth that they, their children's children shall be blessed. In Jesus' name, amen.